0: And now, from beyond our dimension, this is the Jeff Mara Podcast. Here's Jeff.
1: My guest is Tracy Harden, who before her near-death experience happened, was warned by her father from the other side. Tracy, thank you for joining me today and welcome.
0: Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it, Jeff.
1: So let's start before your NDE on the day that your father warned you and go from there.
0: Thank you. Thank you so much. So, my father, just to let you know, my father was a very exceptional person and he died from lung cancer. And he only had six months' diagnosis before he died. And he was a father of six, three boys, three girls. And I was Cindy of the Brady Bunch. So, we were very close. And I was only 16 when he died. And the day that he appeared to me, um, I was coming home from work. And I went to bed that night. <clears throat> but I thought it was a dream, but it actually wasn't a dream. He actually appeared to me on my bed. And he was in this this old fashioned t-shirts back in the day where they were like a tank top t-shirt. And he was sitting on my bed clear as day and I smelled Old Spice, if you remember that cologne. And he always had Old Spice, he loved it. And I ran to him and I said, daddy, daddy. And we were very close, like I said, and I grabbed him and I could smell that Old Spice as I got closer to him and he was clean shaven. Sometimes he would have the whiskers and he grabs me, and we're wrestling around, because my dad would wrestle with me and my brothers, and we were wrestling around on the bed, and we were just, you know, really connecting. And all of a sudden, he says and whispers in my ear, wear your seatbelt. And I just bought this car. It was a Dodge Dart, 1973. Older car, but it was a cream puff, they used to call it. And all of a sudden, he disappears. And then for the next 24 hours, in this little studio apartment that I had, I was very young, I smelled Old Spice. And I was engaged to a very dominating man at the time. And he came in about a day later, and he smelled the Old Spice. And he wore polo, which was um, very popular cologne at the time and he was like, who's been in here? What other men has been in here? He's very jealous. I said, no other men has been in here. And I told him what happened, that I had this situation occur. I thought it was a dream at the time, but it really wasn't. And I told him, he says, that's kind of crazy. I said, I know, I know. Well, two days later, I was driving, and I was meeting a friend after work. And there had been a train that had crossed, where I I'd lived nearby, and the lights were going crazy, doo-doo, doo-doo, you know, and I was very careful, very careful, and my light had turned green. I even looked both ways, and when I crossed the intersection, all of a sudden this other truck had was coming at me and hit me from the side, and I had my seatbelt on, by the way. For... <laughs> hit me from the side, threw me into a big, huge Pepsi truck. And I remember seeing that Pepsi truck parked, not parked, but, you know, sitting and threw me into that Pepsi truck. And I had, I didn't pass out. I almost passed out. And I ended up having 75 stitches in my right shoulder. Um. I did hit the windshield, but they said I would have gone through the windshield. I did pass out later at the hospital. They had to bring me back because I did blue line. I did see angels. And I remember my grandmother talking to me, and she had already passed. She passed, I forgot to mention this. She had passed two days before my father had died in 1980. And she had talked to me. And she was saying everything was going to be okay. Okay. You know, she was reassuring me. And then I woke up and there was like five or six people around me working on me. And it was very, very painful situation. And I was in the hospital for several days and then they released me. And my heart's beating fast right now. But, um, My father warned me, and if I hadn't been warned by my father that day, I would have died. I would have been killed. So I know there's an afterlife just because of that that particular incident, and I've had other incidences after that. But that was the first major incident. Experience, I should say.
1: Tracy, thank you for sharing your experience. When you saw your father, did he look at the age he was when he died?
0: He looked healthy. When he passed away, he was very thin and frail. He looked like my big, healthy father before he got ill, yes. He was healthy man, the way that he would have wanted to look before he got lung cancer, yes.
1: Did he happen to tell you anything else besides the seatbelt?
0: He was not telling. It was like we were playing. He was playful. He just was. We were laughing, and he was tickling me. I forgot to mention it. he was tickling me. We were laughing. He was tickling me, and we were laughing. I was very ticklish person. I still am. <laughs> so he knew he knew my tickle tickle spots, and so it was very playful time, but it got serious because then he told me wear your seatbelt and nobody back then, like I had, if I didn't explain it, nobody wore their seatbelts and there's a big campaign now I've saw recently and I'm in advertising, by the way, there's a big campaign on TV about click it, you know, and, and back then nobody had that campaign going on.
1: Here in Texas, they say click it or ticket. it.
0: Yes. And, and, there was no big ad campaign back then. And so I was—I went on the bandwagon, wear your seatbelt. It's important. It'll save lives, you know. <laughs> and And I've done ad campaigns about skin cancer. And I've done ad campaigns for breast cancer. I've done ad campaigns for lung cancer. I've done ad campaigns for all kinds of different causes.
1: When you saw the angels, what did they look
0: like? It was more of a white essence. It was a more of a white glow. It was a white warmth. I felt warmth and, I, and I, I, when I felt my grandmother, I smelled peppermint. She always had peppermint in her pockets. So my feeling of spirit is smell for some reason. My grandmother, when she was there, when I had, I feel went to the other side or was going to the other side, it smells. It's, I, I have a good smell. And so when I smelled my father, I smelled his Old Spice. When I smelled my grandmother, it was peppermint.
1: Did the angels have wings or have this no. kind of angelic look? Did you? No, did-
0: it was glow. It was a glow. It was a white, white warmth, and it's it's a feeling of being hugged tremendously
1: do you feel confident they were angels or is it possible they could be other family members but they were just glowing
0: it, well, when I say angels it's probably family members. to me family members are loved ones that I have been around or, or that knew me you know what I mean someone that was protecting me. Mm-hmm. I felt warmth. it's a tremendous warmth of of love. It's the most love feeling that you've ever felt in your entire life. There's just this warmth of, there's just lifting you and holding you, and you feel assured. It's just, it's just aw- awesomeness of assured.
1: When you were in this realm with your grandmother and the angels, was it like you were in light or darkness?
0: It's this light, 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 glow, warmth, and it, it, you're almost paralyzed. I couldn't move. My and it wasn't my body, it was like my soul couldn't move. They were protecting me. And when I say they, there were more than one. But I smelled peppermint of my grandmother, I knew it was her. Yeah. And I felt her, I felt her soul and her voice in a way inside me. It was like inside my soul.
1: Did she tell you, okay, you have to go back now?
0: She didn't say that. She said, you're going to be okay. It was like she was assuring me, you're going to be fine. You're going to be okay. But it wasn't words. It was a feeling inside.
1: Like a telepathic conversation?
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Absolutely.
1: What did your grandmother look like? I mean, what age?
0: She was 84. But she passed. And she decided not to have surgery that she could have had. She didn't think she'd make it through the surgery that she could have had at that time, which was 1980. And I took care of her at a young, as a young girl, taking care of her in the middle of the night. I'd have to watch by her bedside. She even said she saw angels when she was dying. I was there. I witnessed it. And other people that stayed with her said that they saw the same thing, that, she, that witnessed that she, what she was saying. And, um, you know, they thought, oh, she's just seeing things. But she, she swore. And she's and and my grandmother, she was born in 1896. Hmm, wow! So she saw the world change tremendously. She saw a lot in her lifetime. Yes. And she was she was our matriarch of our family.
1: Was she or any of your other family members spiritual or had abilities or anything?
0: Yes, I. I so my I, my grandmother had very. She was very psychic. She could predict things. Um, one time, um, my mother um, was at a house and she, um, the house was on fire. And my grandmother called her and said, "Are you okay?" And she found out that my mother's kitchen was on fire, and she smelled smoke and she called my mother. That type of thing. And so, and she that there's other instances that you know, that they talked about. And they wrote down. So my grandmother, my mother, myself, and my now my son is having these psychic abilities. And I found out recently, my mother's middle name was Faye. F-E-Y, not F-A-Y, or F-A-Y-E, was named after an uncle. And the name means clairvoyant. And we feel that maybe it's been passed down that we have a clairvoyance in our family, this for generations that we were not aware of.
1: Now you've had other NDEs or at least close calls, right? Yes. Can you tell us about those?
0: Yes. So, um, recently, um, well not recent, 2011, I was in another car accident I don't know if I should tell you this one. This is really bad. Um, I actually, I I was coming out of my neighborhood and another truck almost hit me and I swerved and I hit the trees instead. I had my seatbelt on and I passed out because I didn't hit the I was in a newer car, you know, and I, um, an officer came to my rescue. They saw what happened or something. Nobody saw what happened, but they called, somebody saw me crashed and they called the officer and they took me to the hospital. And when they took me to the hospital, they found my, you know, driver's license. And I just lived like a mile away from the accident. I just left my home. And they picked up my son. Well, they took me to the hospital and my, they had my son with me because he lived a mile away. It was during the summer. So anyway, they lay me down flat after I'd had a major concussion. You don't lay a person down flat. So when they laid me down flat, I had aspirated into the oxygen mask. If you know what that is. Do you know what that is?
1: Aspirated or oxygen mask?
0: No, aspirated.
1: Isn't that like vomiting?
0: Yes. So I was choking. And so my son was screaming for help. Well, the staff was busy with other patients. And I actually blue-lined. And that's when I had my near-death experience or death experience. I was a goner. I remember my son calling for me, and that's when the this warmth came over my body. I was lifted, okay, and I felt that warmth again. And I'm getting chill bumps right now. I felt that warmth, and it was a feeling of I'm free. I'm I'm free. I I, no pain because I was in a lot of pain at the time. I'm free. I have no pain and I'm going to be fine. And I felt just this warmth and love and and cherishness, and just I was fine. And everything was going well. Everything was awesome. And it was just this big warm light. That's all I can explain. <clears throat> and then I had a weird smell, like lavender, you know. I don't, I can't explain it. It was just lavender smells, peppermint smells, the same smells like I smelled with my grandmother years and years ago. And that was back in 83. And this now was 2011. Then I didn't know this, but it was days later and they had, I was in a coma. I wake up and I'm being abused by a nurse. And I'm fighting for my life. I wake up. And I'm back in the hospital and most fighting a nurse that had been abusing me. Wow. So. I can't explain what happened, except that my, my son tells me later that I had blue lined. They had to um, try to get me back. They had to induce a coma and I was in a coma for five days.
1: Do you feel that the golden light was healing you?
0: I know that the afterlife was there and they helped me be okay.
1: When you use the word they, did you see beings again or angels?
0: I felt several entities there. I felt several entities. I can't that it was it was not just one, it was several people, so I should say people, souls, souls there.
1: After this N D E or the previous one, or even the next one that we haven't even spoke about yet, did you get any new abilities that could be considered psychic that you didn't have before? Or did it turn on abilities, perhaps like your family has?
0: I think I became more appreciative of life. And I, and I wasn't scared to also move on in, in death. Does that make sense? I was appreciative of life, but yes. at the same time, I wasn't, I wasn't afraid of going to moving on to the next level. Hmm. Like s- some people I've seen. Right. And, 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 then I see other people talk about, I'm oh, sorry about that. Sorry. Um, I've seen other people say that there, there's nothing else after life. And I know there's an afterlife. And so many levels. I've seen so many things about I'm talking to you that other things have transpired that I forgot about that I've seen and experienced. And it's, I've, I guess some people do have a, a sixth sense that other people don't have or have been given. I don't know why.
1: What about your next NDE? What happened there?
0: It happened recently, to me it's recent, it was in 2021. We were traveling, coming back from seeing my, my aunt who turned nine, she was 90. She was gonna turn 91 the next March, this was October. And we discovered that she's being abused by her son. You know how people get older, and people think, oh, they're old. They're not going to be able to, to say anything. And I would just go see her because it was after COVID and we'd all had our COVID shots. So now we were able to visit. Does that make sense? So anyway, so we're traveling and it was raining and we had driven to South Carolina. I live in Florida. So we're, driven, we're driving back from South Carolina. She lived in South Carolina. And she was my oldest aunt still alive. And I wanted to see her and she was one of my favorite aunts. So we were driving back from South Carolina. and My son got sleepy. He said, mom, I can't drive anymore. I said, that's okay, I'll drive. And it was around 9.30 at night. So I take over and it's raining, all of a sudden it starts raining like cats and dogs. And we have a rosary on our rear view mirror just for protection, just to say, thank you, Mary, Jesus and all the saints, thank you, protect us. So as we're driving, this motorcycle passes us. And it's raining like cats and dogs, going about 100 miles an hour. I'm already going about 45, 50 on the interstate. And it's going really fast. And I'm thinking, it's going to crash. I've already feels it. I already feel it. It's going to crash and it's going to get killed. And I have a saying, Darwinism survival of this. So I pray for him. I pray for this motorcycle guy. Please don't crash. So within a few seconds, there's a semi-truck up ahead of me. And I have a feeling that this truck, something's going to fall out of it. I see it. I have a premonition. Something's going to fall out of that truck and hit us. So I hit the brake. I grab my Roche. Within 2nd I'm, I'm talking minute seconds, maybe a second, half a second. All of a sudden, this thing flies out of this truck. I thought it was the motorcycle at the first. Hits the pavement. It sounds like something crushing like a bomb. It goes, boom. I have to make a decision. Am I going to fly over it or am I going to swerve and hit the the side of the highway and, and go into the ditch what am I going to do I drive over it and I'm thinking I've just killed a man because at first I thought it was the motorcycle that you know so I drive over it I'm wow. in I'm in a I'm in a Mazda wow. 6 stop it I'm in a Mazda 6 and I drive over it and I don't know what kind of like I've, I've killed a man and I'm like shocked and my son wakes up From all the, you know, bouncing, and we're still alive because I thought it was going to kill us. I thought we could have gone flying in the air because it was a huge crash. It sounded like a bomb, but we're alive. It's shocking. And then the truck that was ahead of us, it pulls over with its flashing lights, and I follow the truck. We had to go a little bit of ways. I follow the truck, and it pulls over, and then I follow it, and I pull over, and I take a picture of its tag and my son gets out still raining my son gets out bangs on his door he can't speak english he's spanish whatever fell off the truck that could have killed us it hurt his truck we don't know what flew off of it but it was a piece of big piece of metal thank god it wasn't the motorcycle but it ended up hindering our truck our car and we barely got to the next exit and we had to have the car towed. And we got it fixed later, but it was, a, we were just lucky not to, to be killed. But I had a premonition. That's
1: amazing. If we go back to your NDEs, has the memory of them faded over time? No. What about the memory of the visitation from your father?
0: No. No, no, no. No, I still smell him. I still feel him. No, absolutely not. I, I mm.
1: well, you've had a few chances of leaving. Do you feel like you have some purpose here, and that's why you're still here?
0: yes i I, I wanted to write a book about being the luckiest, unluckiest person.
1: <laughs> what do you think your purpose is?
0: I think my purpose is to, to help people. I, I, I'm a, I'm a very, um, I help businesses grow. I, I, but I also make a difference in this world. I I do a lot of uh, fundraising for a lot of charities and things. So there's a lot of, I have a lot of purposes for a lot of different reasons. I'm a nurturer. When people are sick, I'm there for them. I'm a natural nurturer, but I, there's a lot of purposes I have. I'm 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 still young. I still have a lot going on in my life. So I, I have a lot of purposes, but maybe this is a purpose to let people know there's an afterlife. I, I'm a very successful advertising person. So I help a lot of businesses with their advertising. So it just depends on I, I, I wear many hats.
1: Do you fear death anymore or at all?
0: No. No, no, not at all. And in fact, that's the beauty. just, especially after my mother came to me to say goodbye when she passed away, that's a beautiful thing.
1: You didn't tell us about that. Can no. You, can you share a little bit more?
0: so my mother, my mother came to me the morning she passed in two thousand and eight. And before she came, my, my father came to wake me in the middle of the night. He always had worn boots because he was a cowboy. We, we were raised on ranches, and uh, he was a cattle expert, so he always had heavy boots. And I wouldn't wake up that morning. I was stubborn, and I was supposed to go see her that morning, but she passed away before I could go see her. So that morning, around 4 o'clock in the morning, I heard these boots, boom, 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 getting closer and closer to my bedroom. And it was upsetting me. And I was in a state of sleepiness, but it was waking me. And it got closer and closer and closer. Finally, the boots got in front of my door. Then it got to my bedroom. Then it got to my actual, by my bed. Finally, I was like, no, no, I was resisting it. Then all of a sudden, this force, this warmth force got into my brain, (sighs) into my body and I was paralyzed and I could not move and I was in shock. And when it got inside me and was hugging me and holding me, it made me remember my mother. It was like the soul of my mother came inside my body and paralyzed me and made me remember all of the memories that my mother and I shared since I was a baby and growing up with her. And it was amazing. And I, she made me focus because my mother and I didn't have the best relationship growing up. And, but her last few months, I took care of her and Her and I became really close. And then I remembered when she was holding me in that situation, that morning she died. I felt her holding me, kissing me as a baby. I felt her when she would hang up the clothes in the clothesline in the backyard. And we were playing in the sheets. We were picking pecans. We were picking corn. We were laughing and giggling. We were watching Johnny Carson at night. We were just doing silly things in the kitchen. We were doing things with Thanksgiving, Halloween. It was my whole upbringing with my mother rocking me in the rocking chair. All kinds of things that I had forgotten. And she showed me that day, that morning. And it was my whole life right there. And then, Around 4.45, it must have lasted 45 minutes, because around 4.45, my brother calls. And I'm fully awake. And I answer the phone. Just back then, that's when you had regular phones. I had a regular phone. and a cell phone. And I said, hello. And it was Dino, my youngest. And he says, hey, how you doing? I said, I'm fine. And I knew what he was going to say. And he said, mom just passed. And I said, that's just great. Because they had banished me from the house the month before. Because they had changed the will. And I was going to go see her that day with my other sister that they had banished. Because they changed the will. And I didn't want anything. I didn't care about stuff. Never have. And he was shocked because he was f- shocked that I was so awake. And I said, how's Roxy? That's my oldest sister. I said, can I talk to her? He says, she doesn't want to talk to anybody. And I said, do you want me to come over? He says, no, Roxy doesn't want you here. So I never... I never got to say really goodbye to my mom, except she came to say goodbye to me. And that's the truth. Not many people know about what happened. My brothers and sisters still don't know. And my sister ended up dying, my oldest of a brain hemorrhage in 2018. And never, she never came back to be close to me, even though we were like twins.
1: If you had a friend that had lost a loved one and was grieving and worried about death, what kind of advice would you give them?
0: If I had a friend Mm -hmm. that was worried about death?
1: Yeah, and, and, and was also grieving about the loss of a loved one. I kind of feel like they go hand in hand. When you lose somebody, then you start thinking about your own mortality.
0: I would say pray. I would say pray. You need to pray. To I, I'm very spiritual. I i I believe in the saints and Mother Mary and Jesus. I do. <laughs> um, but I I also believe in the afterlife, and I I think it, your loved ones are there. The angels are there for you, and they'll protect you. And Heaven is what you make of it. And be good to one another. Be good to each other. Because, you know, in the Jewish religion, they believe in mitzvahs, if you've ever heard of a mitzvah. Yes. So that means good, when you do good things on this earth. So do good things on this earth. And then, and in, in the afterlife, you get rewarded. It's this... So the good things that you do is rewarded in heaven. And I believe that wholly. I, I know it for a fact. It's 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 important. And and forgive. I think forgiveness is so important. It's not for the person that you forgive, it's for you. So that you can move on. It's important. Forgiveness is so important in life. I I forgive a lot of people that have stabbed me in the back and hurt me because they just didn't know any better.
1: Is there anything about your NDEs, any of them, that you find surprising or shocking?
0: My mother, when my mother said goodbye to me, and she held me so, and she came inside my body, and that warmth, and she showed me all of our love that we experienced from the time I was born to up to when I was that, to that time, she put so much energy into that. That was shocking. That was incredible. That was, no one's going to believe that. No one can say, She's. I'm not making. I can't. No one could even make that up. I can't even. And it took me a while to figure out about the boots, about the banging. It took me a while, but my father always wore boots. When my mother was in the hospital, I figured it out because when my mother was in the hospital, and I'd go and visit her. I'd have to be there at seven or eight in the morning, and they'd make me leave eight or nine at night. I wore boots. Cause it would be cold and I'd come in and I'd go down the hallways and the hospitals, they vibrate. You know what I mean? Not vibrate. What you call it, echo. And my mother said, you walk just like your daddy. Him and his loud boots. And then it hit me. Why was I hearing those boots that morning? And it was my dad telling me that mom was coming. To see he was waking me up to tell me that my mom was coming to say goodbye. Does that make sense? It took Mm -hmm. me it took me like six months to figure it out. It it's it's a journey. It's a journey of your loved ones. And I've had in my life, I've had a lot of people in my life pass. It's a shame. But as you get older, it happens. Even as a young person, people have passed him up, unfortunately. It's just the journey.
1: I feel that even though you had your ups and downs together in your life, your mother wanted to show you how much she loved you throughout your life.
0: Yes. Yes. You know, she told me when I was very young, she said, Tracy, you came into this life, life independently. (laughs) You'll always be independently and you'll go out independently. When I was born, she I was born at a Catholic hospital. And they gave her this, what do you call that stuff? Would you smell it, it passes you out? Chloroform? Okay. Chloroform? I think so. They gave her that. I was a fifth child. She, she, so she she kept smelling it. The nurses came in and they were nuns. I was already born between her legs. <laughs> She doesn't remember pushing. I was just sitting there. And she said I was born independent. So her joke was, Tracy, you were born independent. You'll always be independent. You're going to die independent. (laughs) That was her big joke. Because I was a very independent child. I I wanted to grow up so fast.
1: What do you find inspiring about your near-death experiences?
0: The most inspiration is knowing that there's an afterlife. You know, it assures you for me and there's nothing to be afraid of because you have those your that warmth that love that that feeling of belonging that it's going to be okay yeah it's going to be fine it's going to be fine
1: i'm going to go out on a limb here and this may not be true for you but Have you had any other paranormal experiences, like even seeing UFOs?
0: Not UFOs, but I've had some negative paranormal experiences. Like what? So after my last car accident, the mad, the bad one, I had a negative bad kind of spirit around me and I couldn't get rid of for a long time and I don't know if I I brought it from the hospital I don't know if if it had died at the hospital and it was clinging to me But I would wake up in the middle of the night and it would be in my bedside. It'd be at the end of my bed. It would watch me. It was very, very scary, Jeff. Very scary. And I would pray and I would, and I didn't have to hit it. It would try to touch me. It was very scary.
1: How did it finally leave?
0: Um, We moved. We moved. Hmm. It was in that house and we moved. We moved from that house to another house in the same town. I was in Gainesville. And it was not in that ho- other house.
1: I guess it just liked that house and didn't want to leave. I don't
0: know. I don't know. But um, after I was in the hospital, at that hospital, and, that you know, there's a lot of people that die in hospitals. And I don't know if it came back from that hospital, but I could not, I prayed, I I got holy water. I mean, I did everything I could. It was scary.
1: Tracy, after watching this podcast, people may want to reach out to you and ask you questions. Are you open to that?
0: I'd have to think about that. <laughs> you know, I'd have to think about that.
1: Okay. Well, I'll leave it at this. If you decide that you are, then just let me know and I'll put your email address in the um, description.
0: Okay, um, I appreciate that, and I appreciate your time, and I appreciate your warmth and, and kindness.
1: Well, we appreciate you, and to tell you honestly, you don't realize this, but after sharing your experience, you've probably helped thousands of people.
0: Well, I, I hope so. I, I really do hope so. I People have helped me. And that's the whole thing is about spreading the the joy and spreading the the hope
1: before we finish up, can you give us one last positive message?
0: Life life is short. <laughs> it really is. Um, I was talking to a friend today, and she said, "I can't believe my little boy is going to be in middle school." And I said, "You know, it was just the other day that my son, was going to be going into middle school. (laughs) And now he's, he's already, you know, grown up and he's out of college. So, you know, really love these, these times, really cherish them, you know, have a a journal, have a, a gratitude journal. I do. Be, you know, really cherish these times in life. And um, write things down. I think it's important. Know your history. N- know your genealogy. It's, I just, like I said, found out that my mother's middle name, F-E-Y, meant about being flamboyant. I had no idea until recently.
1: Tracy, thank you for that message. And thank you for being my guest.
0: Thank you for having me.